Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode of the Fitness Pro Mentor podcast. Glenn and I are your hosts, and we are the Minds on Muscle show. And today is our last podcast of 2023 because we're getting close to the end of December, and we got a really exciting, juicy episode for you. But first, Glenn, how are you doing today? Good, 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 Brandon. How are you? I am doing very, very good. Very excited. Uh, hey, you know what we're going to do? At any level, personal trainer, we're going to help you come up with a solid marketing plan to make sure you feel good about blowing up your business. And I've been chatting with many of you in the group lately, which has been very cool. And many of you who I've been talking to are not brand, sorry, you are brand new trainers. There's several of you who are trying to make a full go at this. So what we're going to do today, Glenn and I are going to go over two very simple strategies to think about kicking off 2024 with a banger. And we're going to talk about if you're under 5k per month or even just zero hours as a trainer, what to do and how to get started and try and build it up to your first 5k and even thinking about getting to the 10k months. And then we're also going to talk about the $100,000 a year trainer and people who are bigger and bigger, what you can do to continue and grow and build this organic infrastructure to absolutely dominate your business. Now, all of this, if you're interested, is based off of our FIST formula. So if you want to learn a little bit more of this, go to our trainings under the guide section in the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. Under the guide tab, there's a training that says FIST formula. A lot of information in there. But first, Glenn, where would you like to start? That's a great question, Brandon. I want you to uh, finish this sentence. If you're for everyone... You're for no one. That's right. The very first thing that you want to carve out, if you haven't done it already, even if you are a $100,000 trainer or if you are a $10,000 trainer, is you want to figure out who your ideal target avatar is. Who is your demographic? Who are your services for? Because there's so many people out there competing for attention in fitness and exercise and health land that if you don't have a specific group of people that you work with, that you're targeting, that your messaging is around, you will get caught up in the noise. You're going to sound like everyone else. The people that do amazing in this industry know who they serve, they serve them well, and all their marketing is around that particular demographic. So the first thing you got to do if you don't have it already figure out who your ideal client avatar is. Now, I don't want to interrupt, but I sort of am, and I want to throw one thing in there with this, because we, you've been around here for the last four years, we've talked about client avatar a lot. But I will say that there's one of our students who's absolutely an amazing trainer, and he's had a client avatar for years that he's been focusing on, and a good avatar. But we've discovered over the last few years, this avatar that can afford his services is fragile and inconsistent despite having the resources to afford them and despite being a growing market. So I want to just add to Glenn that not only have a client avatar, but sit back and think about all the different types of psychographics that you work with and really think, okay, of the people I work with, who are going to be the most consistent people in my schedule that I can solve a problem for? Because you can go for the mega entrepreneurs who money is no issue, but time is their problem. And they're with you for a week and they're gone for six weeks to BC. They're with you for a week and then they're off to Yohopitzville for another six weeks, and that's a problem. I know you hope it's filled. But you really need to think about if we're going to really dial into a client avatar, it's not only having a person, but having a person that is reliable that you can grow a business off of. What, I got nothing else I want to add. I think that's really just the first step is if you haven't done that work, you got to do that work. And I would, actually, I would add one more thing. Do a deep dive into that work because it's not just enough to be like a Jane, she's 65 years old, and she's got hip problems. Like you really got to get into the psychology of it. What is the cost of those problems, right? I and mean, maybe she can't travel and therefore she's not gonna enjoy her retirement. But like really, what does that feel like? Like what kind of, for some people, despair do they have where they look back at their life and they're like, I spent all this time sacrificing my hard 
time and my energy and just not taking care of my body ever. And now I've amassed millions and millions of dollars, but I can't do anything. I'm stuck in a chair. I can't move at all. Like how deep does that hit? And you really have to understand that person so you can market in and around that. And we're not necessarily saying like really tap in and be negative all the time, but you have to understand how negative they feel and how your product, what you do is gonna solve that problem for them. You really gotta dive deep into it. Because a lot of people, they get to maybe like the first step of that, but you gotta go five or six steps deeper to really understand truly the psychographics of the people that you wanna work with. So I'm going to throw an idea out there that I know Glenn and I both had around the same thing, and I think hope we can both shed some light on this. But I've been thinking a lot about this. If you can't get people to show up, pay attention, or engage your material for free, how are you ever going to sell it? Now, one of my mentors, Tom Purvis, that many of you know, would tell you that if you give something away for free, people don't value it. And that is very understandable, and I would agree. But if you have an idea, a message, a product, some sort of really cool thing that you're like, people will buy exercise for pain management. People will buy exercise based off of dynamometers. People will buy da 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 da. And you try to share that message for free on social media or to your friends and family. And no one wants to sit with you and talk about it. And no one likes it and engage it. And no one shares it. And no one even wants the lead magnets you generate around it. How are you ever going to ask money for it? There is way more emphasis nowadays, and I think it's a really important thing, that at the very beginning of your career, try to do everything you can to give away as much value as you possibly can to actually solve people's problems so that way you can start to actually charge. If you're in a position where you have a few skills and you can do a skill to help someone and they go, wow, this is absolutely amazing, and then you have another skill that you can stack on top of it, but you've already proven yourself, now you can actually start charging for your service. And this turns into a litany of all things. Coming back to what Glenn was just saying around client avatars, this is where I think social media is a really, really good testing ground. If you have an idea, a message, a thought process, I would encourage you, go for free on social media and start talking about it. Start sharing it as much as you can because you will find out very quickly from an unbiased crowd who actually likes it, who's engaging it. Because if you get a lot of engagement and it grows, then you know you've got something. And I think that that's a very cool idea. Now, I hope you have some more stuff to add on top of that. But ultimately... Give away as much as you can. And there are strategic ways to do this. I'll say this too. So if you want a specific example, like no strings attached, reach out to me through the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group or Glenn, Brandon Green, Glenn Owen, or Taylor, and we'll give you a couple suggestions. But yeah, give it away. <laughs> give it away. I mean, this, this is a thought that comes to my mind. And Brandon, feel free to like piggyback off. This has taught me at any time. Social media can be such a fickle game because not only is there the actual message that you're talking about, but there's also how are you packaging that message, right? You could have like the, the, the best tasting cake in the world, but if on the outside it's not decorated well, it's offset to the side, it's not very presentable, doesn't matter how necessarily good it tastes, people might not even eat the cake and think it tastes that great just by the way it's presented in the image of it. Yeah. So social media can be very fickle. Yeah, go to the wide shot. Social media can be very fickle in that regard. One of the things that I was thinking about here is if you're a new personal trainer and let's say you're doing you know, 10 to 15 hours of personal training and you're, you're having a hard time building your business and, and you're charging, let's say like fairly decent prices or town average, how good is your product or how you're communicating or presenting that product and, and the results and experience that people are having, how good is that if you can't give that away for free? Right? I think your cake example is perfect, though. 
Well, I mean, so th this is kind of what I'm thinking about is, you know, if you're a new personal trainer, one of the things that I would do, brand spanking new, and you're trying to build your hours, I mean, there's, there's, probably, there's probably a couple different things here. One, your product might be decent, but I'll be honest, maybe it's not good enough just yet for the prices that you're charging. Maybe you really got to do some free training, complimentary training with whoever to start building some of the other skill sets. The skill set of knowing like when to progress and exercise, when to regress it, when to abort it and do something different. Or maybe you have to get more time under your belt to work on the communication, right? Not just, hey, we're doing leg press today, so tell me about your day. But hey, we're doing leg press today because when you do a squat right now, you can't get very, very far down with that. So we do this leg press because what it's going to do is allows us to use a, little, use a little bit less weight so we can train you through a larger range of motion, get you stronger in a deeper squat position so that when you're playing with your kids, you do feel stronger and you can do that. Now let's start doing the exercise. There's so many other variables that are at play here in terms of the quality and the value of your product. So if you are a personal trainer and you don't have a lot of hours, I highly recommend do try to give your product away for free. Do try to give away cognitive consult assessments, reports of findings, and a couple free sessions to people to get those reps under your belt to work on your communication, to work on your skill set. And like, here's the thing for me. I used to do this a lot when I was first getting started. And this thing happens where if you're not the most confident person just yet in any of those areas, when you are giving away your product for free and it is complimentary, it does take a lot of pressure off you because you're not actually exchanging your time for money, you are doing it for complimentary. And here's the great thing is if you, if you are already doing decently well or your skills do get better in terms of everything you do in those sessions, those people after sticking around with you complimentary for that assessment report in those couple sessions, you can then reach in conversation and see how they're doing. If they're doing great and they want to continue, great. Now you've got a client that you wouldn't have had before because maybe just doing the consultation assessment wouldn't have been enough to convert them. But now they've had some time under the belt with you. I said, I'm happy to give up three or $400 of my paid time. And if I'm going to get a new client that's going to last me six, you know, six months, a year plus. And I have done that. And that's something that I think works for a lot of different people. So I would say that if you are under 10 to 15 hours and you're having a hard time giving away for free, your product probably has to get better, whether it's the communication, what you actually do with people, the experience, how you talk to people about your thing, give it away. And you can do that in any different ways. You can say give it away is the gift of Christmas, where you're giving away three consultations, assessments, plus two personal training sessions to just people in your life because you love them, you want to help them, or to friends of friends. However that might look like, but just get some more reps underneath your belt. Because people who are amazing get crazy results and they're really, really good, referrals run through the door. So maybe your product just isn't good enough and that's okay. Get some time underneath your belt. That's what I would say. There people was are a, really new. My buddy Grant, who is a professional drummer, worked at a music store in town here called Cosmo Music, which if you're in Canada, you'll have known it. And there was a, there was a really famous snare drum that is on, like, it's on pretty much all the major records in the rock music in the back. It was a Ludwig snare drum. It's called the Black Beauty. And if any of you is a drummer or a musician, you know what the Black Beauty snare drum is. Nowadays, it's so sought after. It's made of black nickel brass. It's spun a specific way. And you can't buy it for cheaper than $1,500. And if you get a version of it from the 70s or the 80s, it's a $2,000, $3,000 snare drum. It's not even worth the material, but there's, it's so rare and special that everyone wants the black beauty. And anything that is created that is not the black beauty is not even revered as a good quality product. And so 10 years ago, Ludwig released a new drum that was a more affordable version of the Black Beauty called the Black Magic. And it actually looked 
cooler. But what they did was they set up the Black Beauty in the store for $1,500 and the Black Magic for $300. And people would look at the Black Beauty and go, oh, this is amazing. And they look at the Black Magic and go, that's cool, but this is inferior. And no one would buy the Black Magic and their stock just started to pile up and pile up. And so Grant had this great idea, kind of the idea that Glenn was testing, talking about taste testing, was he had people come in and he, he set them up and he tuned them the exact same, same hardware, same everything. He said, you know what we're going to do? You think this is a cool drum, the Black Beauty? Put this blindfold on. Here's a drumstick. Spun them around, made them play one drum, made them play another drum, and said, which one do you think is the $1,500 snare drum? And they go, oh, this one. And it was the $300 snare drum. It was the cheaper, more affordable one. It was the one that no one had heard of or seen before. Therefore, once they actually experienced it, tried it, they realized how amazing and good it was for one-fifth the price. So what we can learn from this, when you're brand new and no one's heard of you, no one knows you, right, talking about being cake, Maybe you're not the most shredded person in the world from across the gym. People go, I want to work with that shredded person, right? They need to experience you. They need to taste test you, so to speak, and get the full experience. And the more you can provide through actual tactile experiences, getting better at delivering your service or giving things away on social media. I mean, I think social media is the most perfect example because in small, you have to get good at concise copy, words that people want to actually listen to, messages that people want to hear in 30 seconds. And if you can't get it across in 30 seconds, people scoot on, which may not seem very practical for real life, but for personal training business development, how often do you have more than 30 seconds to 45 seconds to convey an idea to a client without wasting their time in the session? Because I'll tell you what, if I take a three minute discourse to explain something to a client, they're going to take off. At the end of the day, if you are a new trainer, or you're trying to get people in the door. They need to experience you, and you also need to practice delivering your product in a way that people realize the value so they stick around and want to invest into you. Mm-hmm. Even yesterday. Sorry, you go. Oh, well, I was just going to say, it's all about, we talked about this in our last meeting, closing the imagination gap, right? Is people have an idea of where they are, and they have this idea in their imagination of where they can be or what they could do if they felt better, if they moved better, so on and so forth. And every time you're able to ex- um, have someone experience what it is that you do, on some level, you're closing that imagination gap with them. And people who are great at running consultations and sales calls, quote unquote, are really good at closing the imagination gap just through conversing and talking to somebody. I can go through my consultation with someone, you know, set up the, set up the, um, uh, the agenda for the day, let them know what's going to be happening, ask them a bunch of questions to really get the root cause of their pain, talk them about money, how they make decisions, ultimately then talk to them about how what I do when I show them, you know, my system, how it's going to help them. And I'm and I am and Brandon is at the point where we're so good at articulating that and speaking their language that we're really great at closing that imagination gap just through conversation. And then we go through the assessment which they pay for, and then we go through a report of findings education session, and then we close that gap even further to the point where they can already feel it and imagine it so well in their heads and their brains that they're aching to get started. And if you're not there just yet, that's where doing the practical stuff with them for free helps close that imagination gap, where if they get it for free and they're willing to roll the dice on it and they spend four or five hours with you over the course of a couple of weeks, all of a sudden you've closed that imagination gap so much that they can't imagine their life without you. And that's really what it's all about. So we're going to move on, but I want to share one thing and it'll be just a few seconds. Yeah. So this is, I'm not going to show the whole thing, but this is one of my, this is a text message stream between one of my regular clients. I see him twice a week. Darren. 
Yeah. Uh, twice Great a week guy. for the last seven or eight years. He is a major contributor to my business. He's someone he's got a lot of problems I've helped him with. And what I've sent here is he told me that his brother-in-law had ruptured his Achilles tendon and was really frustrated and pissed and truthfully wasn't making any progress, but didn't really, in his, in Darren's words, didn't really see the value in investing into someone like me. And I said, well, no, that's no problem. We'll tell you what. Why don't I, and I sent him a two-minute video. Hi, Bob. My name's Brandon. Uh, I'm Darren's fitness professional and muscle specialist. And he's mentioned a little bit about what you're going through with your Achilles tendon. I had a little... And I sent him a two-minute video with free instruction of some suggestions. And it was like, hey, Bob, and here's a bunch of things about what I know about Achilles tendon. And here's all the things that you can try. And I gave him some exercise recommendations. This was the idea of even though I don't need more business, I'm still sharing free ideas within a second just so that way I've kind of future casted the potential that we could work together. So either three things will happen. One, Bob never comes in and thinks I'm a good person and tells everyone in Sharon that I'm a good professional. Two, Bob comes in, I help him now. Three, Bob figures out his Achilles tendon issue and feels better. And then he's 50 in the next five, 10, 15 years has a problem, remembers me and comes in. This is all an investment. And so I'd encourage you guys to consider doing stuff like that. It took me two minutes to record it. Didn't even edit it. Anywho, last thing. Last thing? No, last thing. That yeah. was the last. I, I know I've got nothing else. We're good to move on. So all the stuff that we just talked about there. Now I want to kind of take this a little bit further. If you're someone who is a busier professional, like myself and Glenn and most people in this gym, and you're someone who's around or aiming towards the 100K marker, you're not just looking to make more money, you're looking to make a career amount of money, want to set up a couple ideas. You go first. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, this is actually going to lead right into the notes that you have here, which I really, really love. Um, I've been thinking about this. I think it's actually something both 100K trainers should be doing and 10K trainers should be doing which is growing your audience, growing your audience. And so, you know, what does that necessarily mean? Well, I was thinking about this the other day as I was reading this book, it's called One, One, Million, uh, One Million Followers, about this guy who is just, he sits in the background, has no interest in being the front-facing uh, person on social media or anything like that, but, he's, but you would have never known who he was, but popular because he worked with Taylor Swift and like a whole bunch of huge brands. He doesn't want to be a front-facing guy, he likes being back behind the scenes. And he essentially came up to a book publisher and he said, if I can grow my following to a million followers in month, when one month with having none, would you give me a book deal? They said, sure. Sure enough, 30 days, he grew his following across all platforms to one million followers. Pretty freaking impressive. And the whole concept here was like, well, how can you grow your audience? Because when you have an audience, there's going to be people who are like casual listeners. If you're, for example, like, uh, we'll use, um, like um, uh, a musical artist, there'll be people who never heard of you. They're casual listeners. They might listen to one song, not really like it, but maybe they'll come back once in a while. There'll be people that once in a while remember you and they listen to your albums. And then you're going to have the super fans who want to consume everything that you put out there and want to listen to every single piece of album. And they, they love you to death. Your super fans right now are the people that pay you for your money. One-on-one. -on -one. Service. Service, I'm sorry. Pay for your service. Pay for your service one-on-one. -on -one. Those are your super fans. The people that are listening to your albums when they come out or you know, they got you on some playlists, those are going to be kind of like your warmer, hotter leads. The people that have never heard of you and listening to one song, those are your colder leads. And what you need to do in your locale is you need to start figuring out how to build your audience. You have to start figuring out where those people are that are going to listen to your albums or kind of 
already kind of interested in you or interested in the kind of music that you would produce or in this case, the kind of service you provide and go get in front of them some more. You've got to grow your local audience. Now, how do we do that? So many different ways. You can go out business to business and meet people. You can go to some of these local um, like business networking groups, say hi to people. Go to where your local ITA is, right? If you know your target audience is going to be 65-year-olds, see if you can go meet some people at golf clubs or go to some senior homes, whatever that might be. But ultimately, you got to grow your audience. And once you've got your audience grown, you've got to start having some conversion events. Conversion events, in this case, are like concerts, right? These artists, they start growing their fan base. And what do they do? They go out and they have a concert in Toronto and all their super fans are going to show up. And then some people are kind of half fans show up. But then by having an amazing experience at these concerts, they become super fans. So you've got to go out and meet some of these businesses and set up some conversion events. Go to a yoga studio, build some relationships there and then have a how to move an exercise pain-free event there where you hold a concert all about the music of how to move exercise pain-free, give as much value as you can, have a raffle prize of a consultation, assessment, and report, give it away to somebody, and then everyone else that comes, follow up with them the next day, chat with them a little bit, see how you can help them, give them some value, then offer a complimentary consultation with you. Some will take it, some will not. That's okay. But you want to go out there, build as many relationships as you can in your locale, and now as the relationships get warmer and warmer, set up these conversion events and try to get one, at least one a month to build up your business and then your other trainer's business if you own a gym. That way everyone gets busier because a rising tide lifts all ships. So the last thing that I'll throw out there on this point, because Glenn said that also eloquently and perfectly for the podcast. The last thing that I would say is the biggest mistake that I've identified within our veteran students, as well as most people who are entering is you have to firm up your sales process at the beginning, not to get better at sales, but to actually get better at keeping people long-term. Mm. And so many people, there are many great ways to sell someone. And truthfully, you don't have to look very hard to look up the Alex Hormozis, the Vince Del Montes, and all these people that will share how to sell someone. But one thing that I believe that I've become really good at from an expert perspective, and I try to share with everybody here that Glenn and Taylor and many people that work in this gym have gotten good at, is doing so, such a thorough job at the beginning that the future is set almost forever. And it really means that when you're selling someone, it's not just about getting someone to sign the contract today, but kind of future casting all the problems that will pop up. Talking about, hey, well, listen, what happens if you get really strong, you really feel good, and then in two years, your back relapses, right? Setting up that, that idea. I've got myself so well positioned with the way that we communicate things, and I just did a whole training on this. I'll tell you what, anyone that's listening to this, if anyone is interested in hearing how I'm closing clients right now, send me a message and I'll send the actual training I did for you for free. No problem. It's actually a part of our mentorship. It's all, I'll send it to you for free so you can hear it. But in the whole thing, I've set it up so well that if a client ghosts me like we've all experienced and they have a problem show up in the future, we actually talked about that. And they also can kind of see, I set up exactly what would happen to have that problem happen again. And I'm, in most cases, it brings them back in the door. The most important thing you can do is look at all the reasons a client might stop coming to see you. Rational reasons. And try to set up futures. Worried about costs? We can change the relationship. Don't want to come as frequently? We can change the relationship. 
you don't feel like you're making any progress, we can collect some more data to make sure you actually are. And if things are fine, then we can space things out. And if not, we should come closer together. There's a lot of different ways we can do this. At the end of the day, it comes down to how you convey those ideas and how the client hears them and do they understand them. So it's not just selling, but it's really looking forward, selling for retention. I have nothing to add. I think that was perfect. Cool, guys. Listen, we're going to put a pin in this today. And unfortunately, this will be the last podcast because of where Christmas falls for 2023. I got a pick of the week. Glenn, do you have a pick of the week? I do. Excellent. Uh, My pick of the week is me telling you right now, using my pick of the week, what I would do exactly if I was in your shoes, if I was not making the kind of money I wanted to and I was under 10 hours a week. I'd give away my training as much as I can to everyone to get my quality of my service better, my communication better. I would start collecting videos of my clients being really successful and post them on Instagram and social media and telling their stories in as a concise way as I can. I would go out and start meeting as many different people as possible that serve my clients in my niche and building those local relationships and over time, warming them up to the idea of doing a presentation with them, giving away my services to these gym owners for free in addition the entire time. The last thing I would do is I would look back to all the clients that I've ever worked with and I would call all of them right now today, seeing how they're doing, trying to give them some value and see if I can offer them a complimentary consultation assessment report of findings to come back in just to see if I can help them a little further or offer them one of uh, the eBooks that we have as lead magnets. I would do all of this stuff. And this is the kicker. You got a 40 hour work week. If you only work in 10 hours, the other 30 are spent doing all these different things. And there's no reason that if you're not doing all these things on a cyclical consistent basis, that you shouldn't get busier really, really quickly. You really should. That's my pick of the week. Go build your local network, give away your product, get a lot better. Make sure that if you've got a 40 hour work week, you're actually spending that time doing all that stuff, collect social proof, post on your social media, start a Google My Business page, get some reviews there as well. And just keep doing that rinse and repeat. It's don't really, stop. really simple. Don't it's really, really simple. Don't, don't stop. Don't I've done stop. it before. Brandon's done it before. And when you stop, things essentially come to a slow turn. And then you don't have the irons in the fire. You can't stop. That's my pick of the week. As soon as you get distracted, you start working on that new exciting thing. The thing that makes the that pays the bills starts to change. I had you to, to, I had to use my pick of the week to do that. I had to. I had That's to. all right. Yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is a little bit of a repeat, but I got to tell you how much it's like blown my mind. I want everyone to go buy a dynamometer or a crane scale and start collecting data. I got to be honest, I was a part of several different muscle testing par- paradigms. The second I started using more dynamometers, uh, even last week I had a client who was doing some stuff and he's been with me for years and he's was kind of waffling on maybe I should take a little bit of a break. And I said, well, tell you what, let's just do an assessment and let me collect some better numbers with you. And we use dynamometers, which are still qualitative pseudoscience assessments, to be quite honest, just because of where things are positioned. But it's as close to as quantitative as I can get. And at the end of the day, uh, the metrics helped us actually retain that relationship because we saw things that we thought were strong and equal, so to speak, were really different. And it was because we had better numbers to work off of, which this is just measuring the force at the point of application, which is exercise. So the reason why I say this is because going into 2024, there's going to be way more of this at Strata, even more. And I think I'm going to do a little course on this to try and help people. I'm actually just doing some research, talking to a good friend of ours, Charlie McMillan, to try and make sure I've got my ducks in a row. And I'm excited about it. 
I love these. I actually did a whole bunch of the the MMTs, uh, our, 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 our muscle testing methodology that we use here, the initial seven, right? We have some, long story short, but it was really interesting to see like, oh, shoulder extension right and left both felt strong, 20 pounds, 19 pounds, really, really similar. Oh, rotating your pelvis to the left, 17.5, rotating your pelvis to the right-hand side, 24. Right, go right. through, do an intervention. Oh, now that side that was 17.5 is 23, and the other side is 24, right? And for people who, even if sensa sensations aren't changing as rapidly as they would like, having the qualitative data, right, to show actually, look, we're actually seeing the strength improve. So, like, we are making some changes. This is great. Give it some time. Goes a really, really long way for retention. I love these things. Everyone, happy 2023. We'll see you next year in 2024. And, hey, starting off next year, if you've been watching and you're like, you know what? These mentorship consultant guys are a little expensive, but I want to get in. We've got an option for you. So send me a message. Love to, to chat with you guys. We want to help you grow your business. want to make sure you have all the support you need to have the career you deserve. But, everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you next year. Happy holidays.